Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. There's a lot of people think, oh, you're a doula, so you just attend home birth. And I'm like, yeah, I do attend some home births, but I really think doulas come into their own in the hospital space where there are more decisions to be made and we we support all kinds of births. So I've supported elective caesareans and planned for really empowered elective caesareans, support inductions. I support physiological drug-free births, epidural births, whatever it is that you're hoping to have. We work hard to ensure that you get as close to that birth experience as possible. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Episode 29. Uh, we have a perler of an episode today. I interview the absolutely stunning Gabrielle Nancaro. She's a mother of two, certified birth, pregnancy and loss doula and a facilitator of birth circles and the founder of Gather Women's Space. She is passionate about speaking our truths, sharing our stories and celebrating an honest motherhood. She created Gather as a safe space for women to come together and to connect free of judgment and she believes there is nothing more powerful than a circle of women bearing witness to your journey. And so I will let Gabrielle talk to you a little bit more specifically about how she has journeyed into the sort of dual space and the opening of her beautiful space in Seddon, Victoria and opening up of her doula collective. So yeah, without further ado, I will introduce Gabrielle. Obviously, I know the really amazing story of sort of how you got into what you do, but I'd love if you can just sort of explain for our listeners how you went from sort of a high-flying sort of more corporate (laughs) job in the States to now running a beautiful woman-centered space that sort of really supports women through the whole motherhood journey uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a complete 180. So I was working at Victoria's Secret in New York City and I was there for six years with my husband. And then um, towards the end of that time, I became pregnant and was working like crazy through my pregnancy. And I felt really disconnected from the baby and the fact that I was giving birth and had no idea what postpartum was. And I was just kind of flying blind. I had no idea what was, you know, about to occur. And then um, my yoga teacher actually asked had I hired a doula and I said I've got no idea what a doula is do you think I should get one of those or what is it and she kind of explained to me what a doula did and I was just like immediately that is what I need because I was in the states and I didn't have any kind of like sense of anything really to be honest I was just I was really at this point I was about 34 or 35 weeks pregnant and so unprepared for what I was about to do so we hired a doula um like that weekend and she really changed the whole course of like that latter start of latter end of pregnancy and then was such a support during the birth mm. and I had a really empowering birth with her and I think my husband found the support just so incredible as well and I couldn't believe that I was going to you know had I not heard about what doulas did that I would have maybe potentially gone through that we would have gone through that without that support and I just thought how can anyone go through birth without the kind of support that she gave us the information and the care the physical support during my labor it was just phenomenal and I almost like immediately as 
as my daughter was born, I thought, I have found what I need to be doing. Like this feels so aligned to everything I've been looking for, like this kind of care, this woman-centered approach, birth, like all of it just kind of came together for me almost. And so that was in 2014. We opened this space in Melbourne Gather in 2018. So obviously it was a long <laughs> journey between that time. I had a child, we left New York, I had a second baby. But that whole time I was thinking I need to train as a doula. So I ended up training at Carriage House Birth in New York City in 2017. And after I did that training, I came home and I created this space because I felt like women in Melbourne and partners as well really needed uh, like a really safe space to be able to come, feel educated, feel supported through their whole womanhood whole journey. Like we really started gather as my initial idea was kind of doulas and birth education and it's grown from there. And we do beautiful like women-centered sort of workshops and moon ceremonies and we have some incredible practitioners who work out of this space who are very much about women's health, well-being. Yeah, and I've just sort of created it and it's kind of grown organically in a really beautiful way. And I think it's just because the people who are aligned to this kind of work have approached me and wanted to be a part of it. So I felt, yeah, really just humbled by the whole thing and how and how kind of well it's been received in Melbourne. And a big part obviously of the space still is our doula collective. So we have about 20 doulas who work out of this space and who I connect with Melbourne families. Oh, I just I literally just have like a lump in my throat listening to this because you know I have been so lucky that I had a really beautiful friend that encouraged me to seek the help of a midwife in my first birth and then when she goes into hospital she then sort of ends up taking the role more of like a doula and a support person because the way our system works here but I just can't it it pains me to like know that women don't know about this and that they often are left emotionally and potentially physically unsupported in a way that they could be throughout like you know it's like the most monumentous event of life (laughs) absolutely so can you explain to us for those that sort of haven't you know been familiarized with with the doula side of things obviously there's a number of different roles that a doula can play today we wanted to focus on sort of you know that sort of lead up to birth and then the postpartum Mm -hmm. support that a doula can offer yeah sure so yeah there's there's two like we have birth doulas and postpartum doulas that gather and a birth doula really is there to provide support during pregnancy and then during the labor and birth so we are trained to provide information education and care and support to birthing families and I think the biggest thing we do beyond the education side of things which is obviously really important is that we hold a really safe space to hear women and to hear partners and to hear what their hopes and their fears are as they move through pregnancy because I don't think there's enough of that currently in our system you know we see midwives and we see obstetricians for our appointments if we're lucky there's time to talk about that emotional spiritual layer layer to birth and pregnancy Mm -hmm. but most of the time there isn't like it's kind of it's it's a bit of a it's a busy system it's a rushed system so I find a lot of women are kind of left looking for that support um, whether they know it or not and then a doula kind of steps in to provide that complementary care so we're the ones that are there to talk through you know when I begin work with any of my the the mothers and the partners we sort of sit down and we talk first about their life and what their life has been like what their birth culture growing up has been like what traumas they might be holding on to if there's any kind of support that they think that they need in the lead up to birth be that from me or someone I can refer them on to so that they can really do the deep diving before they go into the birth space because I think until like even in my personal experience until I'd sort of become aware of these things I had no idea how much they can and will impact the birth space that emotional kind of level of how you're feeling about things any fears that you're holding any triggers that 
that there are. So all of that really plays into birth. And I think a lot of women don't realize that and often find it out when they're in the birth space. And that can bring on a lot of birth trauma. So we are there to sort of begin the journey with them and start having those conversations and having them sort of getting them to think about that and their partner as well, so that they can come into their birth without holding, you know, having let go of a lot of that fear and a lot of those things that they've they've been carrying with them, which is really, really important. But like specifically, a doula will have a couple of prenatal meetings with you. They'll be there to support you 24-7 in in your pregnancy if you have any questions as you navigate the system, which can be really, really tricky to navigate. Often as you come approach your due date, there's some talk of induction, there's talks of other interventions. And I think without having that sort of third party that's not connected to the hospital, without that, you're kind of left alone to do your own research. But what we do is sort of point you to the evidence that we feel is relevant for your own personal circumstances. And then you sort of do as much research as you need to do. And we're there just to bounce questions off and thoughts off. We're not advising in any way. We're not medically trained in any way. We're just sort of helping you navigate what you'd otherwise be left alone to be navigating. And to ask the right questions, like you almost yeah. act, act as that buffer between the, the woman or the, the woman and her partner and the, and the medical team so that there's a little yeah. bit of space and decisions are made with consideration rather than being sort of, I guess, sidelined into making a decision. Absolutely. And that's so important. I think it's important in pregnancy, but also in birth, when you're in the birth space and you don't always feel like you have a lot of time to be making those decisions. Like a big thing um, that we teach as doulas is informed consent and what that means. Because I thought of, I think a lot of women get told, you know, for example, your, your waters are broken, so come back in 12 hours and we'll induce you. But there's never any kind of, rarely do they get told like the benefits and the risks of such an intervention and what that intervention can lead to and why it's being suggested and that kind of thing you know without those questions you're not going to receive the answers so we're there to say these are the questions that are really important to be asking and then within you know during labor depending on how birthing person is and if they're able to advocate for themselves if their partner's not so so able to advocate for them a doula will advocate in the way that we know that needs to be done so it's really just about asking those questions like you said and often one of the best tools that I take into the birth space is to ask for 10 minutes of space like I feel like a lot of the time when a decision's being made, it feels quite rushed and sometimes you just feel like you're under a lot of pressure to make a decision on the spot. And if it's not a true emergency, I'm forever saying, just can everyone clear the room? Let's dim the lights again. Let's have a conversation about what that all meant and let me bring you back so you feel ready to make a decision that's best for you whatever that decision may be so it's just about yeah yeah I mean that can be the difference yeah as I said that can be the difference between feeling empowered in your birth even if the end decision is the same that you need to take the next medical intervention step but if you felt like you were rushed and you didn't have time to consider that then I think that's often when women feel robbed and like they didn't Mm -hmm. you know like yeah they didn't go through birth in an empowered way, even if the result is the same in terms of what ends up happening. Oh, absolutely. Like I think birth trauma has so much less to do with how the baby's born and more to do with how you're cared for or not cared for in that experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're felt, you know, if you feel pressured, if you feel bullied, if you feel like you didn't have the time and space to make decisions for yourself and you were kind of just railroaded, like that's where a lot of the trauma comes in. It's not, it's not necessarily about how the baby's born, but how, yeah, exactly. Like you said, how empowered you feel to make those decisions for yourself and how, and how you feel about those decisions. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. so important. Okay. And yeah. Then, yeah. Sorry, I did interrupt you. Was there? That's okay. So that's that's kind of that's what a birth doula will do. So we, yeah, we're there for really that pregnancy and birth prep support and that labour and birth support. And then we have postpartum doulas. So postpartum doulas are trained to really mother the mother when when she comes home with her baby. And I think I've learned so much about postpartum care in the last six and a half years since I had my first child that it kind of blows my mind what I did after my first baby, <laughs> which was just like everything. American you know, I never culture, rested. Though, so American different. culture, like I, but it was a New York City life. And so I was just like out at rooftop barbecues. I was at a wedding like 10 days after I gave birth. I was at a gallery opening like the next night. I was so sore. I could barely walk and I wasn't even considering why I, you know, I never even thought that I shouldn't be there, that maybe I should be better home in bed and <laughs> resting. Women and go back to work like after like 10 to 12 days it's in New York. It's crazy. I think it's like a quarter of women go back to work after two weeks or something crazy in America. Mm. Yeah. So that was the culture I had my first baby in. And I feel depleted today because of that experience. Honestly, like I can really link it back to how I didn't rest. So I've learned a lot about the importance of rest. And I think it's really kind of goes against our culture, which, you know, even in Australia, our culture is to kind of get up, get out of our and about get our active wear on get our coffee like let's get back to exercise let's show that I'm kind of superwoman kind of thing and I think a lot of women um instinctively know that maybe they should be at home resting but it's not really what we do so a postpartum doula will come into the very vulnerable space of when you've come home you're with your family it's a new family whether it's your first second third fourth child and they'll be there to make sure that you're resting that you have emotional support that you have nourishing food they're amazing cooks they'll clean they'll babysit your other children they'll hold the baby while you shower and rest a lot of our doulas do a lot of body work on you so touch is so important in the postpartum space so it's really mothering the mother and it's um whatever that mother needs in the moment to feel really supported and rested so those our doulas will We'll do a couple of days care a week for the first 40 days. Yeah, at this time during COVID with so much less family support, they are being booked like crazy. And so, so they are currently really... allowed to still do that. They are as sole traders. Yes, they are. And and women are getting are having to get letters from their care providers to mm-hmm. say that they need that additional care. But it is seen as an essential service and they're still working and supporting families around Melbourne, which is incredible. Oh, that's so amazing because, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, we know that the support in the birth room has changed yeah. throughout COVID and we may as well yeah. segue straight into that and then come back to some of the other yeah. questions. But yeah. so what does it look like in our current climate in Victoria yeah. um, in terms of having that birth support? Obviously, it's great that that postpartum support is still considered essential, yeah. but we have mm. reduced numbers in the sort of birthing suite or birthing room. Yeah, yeah. in hospitals, doulas currently aren't allowed to be in a hospital setting in Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, you can take one well you can take one birth support person in so whether that's your partner or your doula or if you're if you are a single mother it can be a doula mm-hmm. yeah so one support person so yes we can't go into the birth room which is a shame we're still working to provide that prenatal support which is really essential I think so a lot of our doulas are just sort of working out their fees and navigating it to still provide that prenatal support or in-home support for early labor as well so if you're hoping to stay at home for a really long time just before baby's born and you get to hospital doulas are showing up in the home space to do that kind of support as well such Um, great yeah that's so important I definitely take that model myself labor at home 
yeah. hospital and then just, you know, yeah. end up in hospital at the time. Right. Mm. And that's the best way to go about birth if possible. If you're feeling sort of safe and you feel comfortable doing that to stay out of the hospital for as long as you can. And I think, especially for first time mums and, and partners, it's a hard, it's a bit of a difficult one to navigate knowing when to leave for the hospital so that's why you know someone such as a doula or a midwife at your home yeah. can really help yeah. you but don't leave it too late either <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking about for this one I'm like can I, like how late can I leave it <laughs> can, I, I just found third to be a lot slower than the, my first two labors oh, were really quickly. everybody's saying and yeah, double the length but look don't, yep. I wouldn't say that's gospel but a lot of the, yep. the midwives do say that that third one is a bit more yes. physically and the pre-labor is longer not necessarily the yep. pushing phase <laughs> that was pretty quick yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what my midwife is saying as well. So I'm preparing myself mm. for all kind of different scenarios. My second no. was really quick. My second was so quick and I'm just hoping for like a similar experience, but we'll see. But yeah, yeah so I think, absolutely. yeah, so we can still support, doulas can absolutely still support you. And I still think it's valid that experience, that support and just having that person there to have like continuity of care. If you don't have that within the system is really important. So we can absolutely still support. We're just not allowed in the hospital space currently and, I'm hoping that, you know, there was a period in June where that changed for a few weeks. So Hopefully I am we're not far that, off that again. Yeah, I hope so. What about, yeah. um, you know, like there's nothing to stop you calling upon that doula and taking that 10-minute time to to ask them or to, you know, to help them to hold you the this, this space or to have them on FaceTime. Like could you not Absolutely. have them in on yeah. Zoom on the birth or FaceTime? Yep, yep. Our doulas are doing that, so it's not the same because no. obviously you're not getting the physical support and the, in, mm. you know, in-person presence, but absolutely like we're there, we're on call, we're there, we're talking, you know, a lot of our doulas are working sort of crazy hours to do that kind of support, to be up at night and be having those phone calls and helping to make those decisions. So mm. that is happening. It's not the same, but no. it's definitely happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, as we sort of highlighted before, like having sometimes it's having that, that space to make a decision and not feel rushed and have that support through that process and you know I think even although the physical support isn't there at least if you virtually supported in that way I think yeah. it would at least be of some help in that way. I think it is I think it's so much pressure on partners to sort of be on their own to help you know to have to make a lot of decisions um, and to remember a lot of the things like I think you know women obviously have their voice and their strong voice but at a certain part in in your labor you're not so able to communicate so it's a lot of pressure on partners to remember all the things and to ask all the right questions so just having someone there to remind you is like just a bit of a relief I think Mm. yeah yeah okay and so do you know how common it is in Australia that Mm. sort of a woman or a a family to seek the support of a doula in sort of preparation for birth and early postpartum is it common or is it sort of still taking ground it's still taking ground but I, I know in the two years that we've been working it's become so much more common so I think even just talking to people about what I do people are sort of more aware of it I find mm-hmm. saying you know they understand what a doula does more than even a couple of years ago and you know for example six years ago when I got my doula in New York they were quite common over there but I hadn't heard of what a doula was then so mm-hmm. it is becoming I know just from just from how many doulas we book I know it's and how many inquiries I get like that has gone sort of crazy in the last two years and particularly in the last year so I do know 
that it's becoming more common, but I wouldn't say it's the norm. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of women sort of come to us, their second and third births, having gone through, unfortunately, trauma with their first and knowing that they need that additional support. So that's a lot of our clientele as well. But it is, yeah, it's becoming more common, which is a really good thing. Yeah. One thing that always sticks in my mind, I did calm birthing and hypnobirthing sort of training in, well, mainly calm birthing, but a little bit of hypnobirthing in my first pregnancy. And one thing that you might have heard of Lael Stone, she was my uh, educator and she said women will spend you know, maybe two years planning a wedding mm. and they won't give second thought to the day of their birth and, and, <laughs> and planning that. And that's just always stuck with me because, you know, yeah. I had the most fantastic bloody wedding in the history of the universe. But the thing that is the life-changing moment for me was that empowerment of like yeah. having the birth that I wanted and being empowered to make decisions. And I think it's so tough when that's taken away from you or that's not, you don't, you don't get that experience and I you know I can't even I can empathize with that but I don't know what that's mm. like and, and mm. I just really hope that women can um take charge of their education and you know although the physical trauma you know at times is often necessary in birth mm-hmm. or part part of the course. I think mm-hmm. if they are educated and empowered and understand the risks and benefits of decisions and things like that, then they're not going to feel like the horse bolted on them. And you know, yeah, mm. yeah, and that's that's so important. It's it's every it comes down to that at the end of the day. Like it really is how not in control you felt, but how well you yeah how well you were supported and how you found making those decisions. I think you know if you were supported in that decision making it's so it's so important yeah it can be it can you can make all the difference okay and just lastly do you know of the sort of stats in terms of like what I guess like outcomes and sort of satisfaction yeah. birth or intervention rates things like that with yeah. in relation to having that sort of support person such as a doula versus mm. not like do we have any information yeah the most like the most sort of cited study that that comes up a lot is a Cochrane review from I think it was 2007 17, so quite recently, and they they had I think it was a study of about fifteen thousand women from all over the world, and that review showed that having continuous labour support, which is usually a doula, because usually in our birth spaces, like an obstetrician isn't there continuously, occasionally midwives aren't there continuously, they're sort of in and out. Well, there's having a changing that, of the guard. <laughs> there's, there's often a changing of the guard. So having that continuous one-on-one labour support, the women who were studied experienced shorter labours, lower cesarean rates, lower epidural rates, lower assisted birth rates with sort of forceps or vacuum. And I think the most important important outcome of the study is that they were more satisfied overall with their birth experiences. Mm. So yeah, there's some hard evidence to say that doulas are such an incredible benefit in that space and can really help support in the way that you want to be supported and in the birth that you want, I think is really important because a lot of people think, oh, you're a doula, so you just attend home birth. And I'm like, yeah, I do attend some home births, but I really think doulas come into their own in the hospital space where there are more decisions to be made and we, we support all kinds of births. So I've supported elective caesareans and planned for really empowered elective caesareans, support inductions. I support physiological drug-free births, epidural births, whatever it is that you're hoping to have. We work hard to ensure that you get as close to that birth experience as possible. Mm. 
That's amazing. <laughs> oh, you're doing such amazing work. Uh, how do you support women to find the right doula for them and how can they sort of yeah. um, find out more about a doula, I guess, in Melbourne? But, you know, we do have a lot of yeah. listeners across Australia as well. Yeah, I think with finding, like the biggest thing with finding a doula is just meeting a few, I think, and, and really talking to a few and seeing who you really connect with. It's good to have a list of questions to ask. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, I sort of have my go-to list of questions that I think are really important to ask of doulas. Mm. But really, how did you feel when you met them? Did you feel connected? Did you feel safe? Did you feel like they were someone that you would want in your birth space? Because obviously it's a very vulnerable space and it's you want to be, you want you and your partner to feel really comfortable with that person. So that's the biggest tip that I give everyone when they're connecting with our doulas is did you, did you connect on an emotional level? Does it feel right to you? That's what I would say. Like if anyone in Melbourne's looking for a doula, please reach out to me and connect with us on Instagram at Gather Women's Space or email us or just go onto our website and send us an inquiry through our website. And we are looking because it's just gone crazy in Melbourne. We are looking to expand Australia-wide. So we're hoping mm. to have a model sort of mid-next year that, mm. that works for women looking in other states for doulas and for doulas in other states to connect with us and, and to join our collective as well because we I'm all constantly getting messages from women in other states saying, do you, do you know any doulas here and who do you recommend and that kind of thing. So that's a great go-to, you know, just using us as a reference, a resource. But I think even just looking on Instagram at doulas in your area and also talking to any friends that you know who have had doulas or who they can recommend is a really good way to start. Mm, so, so good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much and best of luck. Um, thank you. all of your ends tied before number yes. three arrives in the next few days. And yes, yes thank you. so grateful for your time. I obviously have harassed you throughout different periods to come and speak at events. And, yeah, it's been great though. Now, I've loved it. <laughs> now on the podcast, but I'm just a really big fan of the work that you do and want to thank share you, Rosie. that message out there and get everyone, you know, get everyone on the doula bandwagon. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it, Rosie. Yeah, so thank you so you again. much. Yeah, and um, I'm sure I'll be uh, connecting with you again in the future. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank Thanks, Gab. Best of luck. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, I literally just have this permanent lump in my throat after that conversation. You know, it's something that's so dear to me is giving women access to information that can really help to empower them through pregnancy, birth and motherhood and educating yourself and seeking the right support. You know, having that person that's there for the physical and emotional support is so, so important because, you know, we live in a very medical model in Australia and obstetric care is probably more the norm, which is fantastic. And I'm a big fan of the work of obstetricians and, you know, uh, all of that sort of stuff, but they have a different role. You know, it's, it's a medical role versus that sort of emotional support role. And potentially we need both. We need the sort of best of both. Yeah. I really hope that you enjoyed that beautiful chat with Gabrielle and wishing her all the best with her third birth. You can connect with Gabrielle on Instagram at gather women's space and also jump on her website at gatherwomenspace.com. I'll also yeah pop uh, those details in the show notes as well can't wait for some really amazing interviews we've got lined up over the coming weeks ladies and as always if you're loving what you're listening to give us a shout out on your stories screenshot the episode that you're listening to and tag us at lenny rose active all right have a beautiful beautiful rest of your week (laughs) see you soon bye 
This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times mum and physiotherapist-designed luxe, active and technical wear for the pregnancy to motherhood journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at Lenny Rose Active.